It's a great personal joy this afternoon to introduce a dear brother in the Lord whom I met when I was at Appleby Horse Fair. His name is John Heron, and John Heron has been coming to the Horse Fair for a number of years. It's my first time to meet him. He has got a very interesting testimony in life and service for the Lord. And John, thank you for giving us your time and for agreeing to sit for a little interview for our radio program. I'd love you to tell us a bit about your childhood years, something about dad and mom, siblings, how you grew up, and the influences that were on your life as a young boy. Thank you, Eric. Yes, I was actually brought up in Northumberland, in North Northumberland, in the Cheviot Hills, and uh, we were on a farm, which was actually uh, one of the Ministry of Defence farms. So we weren't far from the, uh, the firing ranges there, Mm-hmm. But I had a, my Christian parents always loved the Lord and took us every Sunday to a church, to evangelical church, in a wee village about uh, eight miles away. And we went on the Sunday morning, mm-hmm. communion service or breaking of bread, as some would call it, and then we had a Bible study afterwards. Uh, but between the two services, we all sat down together and had lunch. Mm-hmm. And that was an influ- something which influenced me quite a lot because there were a lot of farming families that were there, and we came from a rural area, and we that was our that was our Sunday, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, some of us would go to each other's homes onto another farm, and uh, the young people would be together, but the uh, the change came in my life when. Not only were we going Sunday morning, but we were going Sunday evening. And on Sunday evening was a gospel event when we heard people sharing the Christian faith and how we could become a Christian. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends that we used to knock around with and play football together, they came to the Lord. And it really made me think, where was I? as far as Christianity and as far as God was concerned, and I recognized that I didn't know mm-hmm. the Lord myself. The, the Spirit of God began to work in your heart, obviously, John, and that drawing power got hold of you. And it was really one Sunday evening in, in a, the farmhouse. I guess there would be probably about 50 folks there in the quite a large room in the farm here and I remember a doctor uh, Dr. Gunn Russell I think it was and he was from Newcastle which was about 30 or 40 miles away and I remember him speaking on a well known passage uh, John 3 and about the, the subject about being born again and you know I, obviously I went along to church Listen to the Bible teaching, but the personal experience for myself was not there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember going home that night and in my own bedroom asking the Lord to come into my heart and to come into my life. John, you know, when people have shared with me about this experience in their lives, they generally. Uh, telling me about the reality of life and the assurance of salvation 
and the change that it made and the things that happened. Now, you were what age when that happened? I was only 12. So I really hadn't lived a life of crime before that, living in a rural area. But I knew, I knew that I was a sinner and I knew I needed the Lord. And I knew that if I was ever to pass some time into eternity, that I would not be in the place where I should be and where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was what brought me to the point. And I had an understanding. Mm-hmm. Through all that I learned and listened to, I had an understanding of the gospel. Your parents were probably praying for you too, I'm John. sure they were praying for me. Uh, were they delighted when they got to and know? And they were thrilled. And so were the other people in the church. Yes. But it wasn't long after that. I'm saying, when I say after that, a little while, three years went by. And my parents then had the opportunity to move farms. Because this was a ministry defense farm, we had the opportunity to move across to Cumbria to another Ministry of Defence estate at Walkup. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was quite a big thing then for my parents to think about moving a farm because it isn't just like moving a house. Mm-hmm. You've got a stock to think about oh, your, yes. and everything else. And uh, my parents were a little bit apprehensive, but I think we saw God in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. My father thought, ah, oh, this place they're offering us... Uh, houses falling apart the farm buildings aren't good uh, and he was thinking of reasons why not but whatever he reasons he brought to the before the land agent he said ah but the Ministry of Defence are going to sort it all for you they're going to renovate the house they're going to build some new some new buildings and so to put it bluntly he was left without an excuse <laughs> yes John um your teenage years, what direction did you take, like when you left school? Did you go into secular work? What, how did your life develop? When we, I was about 15, 16, 15, 16, when we came across to walk up. So I left school. I, I just left school in Northumberland. And so coming across into Cumbria, I was actually left school and started to work on the farm. No and then I went to, uh, uh, to day classes and some a bit more at Newton Rake Agricultural College. And so I spent some time uh, doing that. But it wasn't long after we moved, when we went to the church that we're actually in now, that baptism was preached. And I hadn't heard too much about it in Northumberland. Uh-huh. But they, they were talking about baptism and the need to uh, not only to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, but to have an open witness that you were a follower of the Lord. And it was a few months after coming across to Cumbria that I, with one or two other teenagers, was baptized. You took your stand. Yeah, and took our stand. And uh, it was really from there that I really was encouraged to go on for God and got involved in many aspects of the church. As I have met you, John, I see you on the wide and busy street in Appleby uh, with a book stand, a Christian book stand outside a little Methodist church uh, right here where we're doing the interview, and everybody is outside and it's really busy. This obviously is something that's very dear to your heart, John. 
it really, I guess, within my heart, even as a teenager, um, I had that desire to go and share my faith and the gospel with others. In fact, I, I think I was reading, I can't remember all the detail, but I remember reading about some work that was going on in the Gobles in Glasgow. And I thought to myself, I think I would like to go and work there. Uh, and serve the Lord there and be a witness there and do something to reach these people. But I think my parents sort of said, oh, you're too young to be going and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. But really, the desire to share my faith, although I never went to the Gobles, but I really had that desire to share mm -hmm. my faith. And uh, I was involved with young people's uh, meeting on every Sunday night. It was like an um, interdenominational event. And uh, but the gospel was shared every Sunday evening, where we had about oh I guess on average a hundred young people. Wow! And uh, wonderful. And I was helped to lead that. Yes. And we saw many young people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and that just fired me up to see young people as teenagers come to the Lord, and it was so exciting to uh, see their life changed and transformed. Yes. And I guess that's. Uh, where I've been ever since. Yes. And really just love to share my faith. As you work now, where does your life take you now? What kind of places do you go to? What's your sort of program from week to week or month to month? Yeah. Well, there is a, an organization called Cumbria Gospel Outreach, which is um, involved with sharing the gospel around the county. It was. It began, well, I, w I wasn't there at the start, by the way, Eric, but uh, about over a hundred years ago. Okay. <laughs> about a hundred years ago. <laughs> and I got involved with that work. And I've been chairman of it now for quite a number of years. And uh, it started by going to the villages where there was no churches. And uh, used to go from village to village, and lots of churches were established in Cumbria through that work. Wow. And then of the latter years, uh, we found that people weren't very uh, keen to come along to a, a village hall or to a tent. And so our thinking was, well, if they don't want to come and listen to the word of God, why don't we take the word to them? So we took the word to the shows, to the markets. And so today, we try and visit lots of the, uh, lots of the shows in the county. Mm -hmm. In fact, probably about a dozen shows. I we see. have a special van that we take, as a display unit. Uh, but every week of the year, every Saturday of the year, we, uh, we have a stall on Keswick Market. Now, there's about 60 stall holders there. And it is a, a wonderful opportunity. You know the scripture which says, go into all the world and mm -hmm. preach the gospel. I always say, we don't need to do that in Cumbria because the Lord has brought the world to us. Yes. And so it's just wonderful to meet people from all over the world. Uh, people from the Philippines, from Australia, New Zealand, uh, all just uh, isn't a country probably that we don't meet people from 
So you have your literature now in different languages? Do I we have presume? some some in different languages, and we we have some in Arabic and some scriptures um, in uh, for the Jewish folks as well. But it's just so wonderful to meet students very often. I remember talking to a, a Chinese student from Durham University, and I said to her, have you ever heard the Christian message? And she said, not really. I said, would you like me to explain to you how to become a Christian? She said, oh, yes, please. I said, really? Because I said, I can't believe that you've come from China, and you're in one of the top universities in the country, and nobody's explained to you, you don't understand how to be a Christian? She says, no, I don't. Would you please explain to me? So I shared the gospel with her, showed her how she was a sinner and how Jesus loved her and he died for her to bring forgiveness and paid the debt for her at Calvary. And But I said, it's more wonderful. I said, Jesus actually rose again from the dead. And I said, that's what makes Christianity so unique because the one that we follow is alive and is able to change our lives and come into our hearts. And I explained to her a little bit more as well. After I'd finished, she said, would you mind if I took your photograph? I said, oh, surely you don't want to take, because I'm older now, you don't want to take my photograph. She said, let me take a photograph of you and your friend and the stall. She said, because this message is so amazing. I do want never forget about this. She said, if I take your photograph, I will never forget and I will remember about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she took the photograph mm-hmm. and she took the literature and we just pray that she will give her life to, to the Lord Jesus. That's what makes it so worthwhile, Brother John. And I'm sure we'll never know until we get to glory how effective our witness has been and casting our bread in the waters and finding it after many days. I'm sure there must be many unique occasions that you can think of when somebody was really prepared of God to seek the Lord and uh, to be right there and to be that final link. Yes, we've we've seen uh, a number of people. There was a, a lady that helps us on the stall and she spoke to someone just a few weeks ago and we just learned that she'd given a heart I and her that. life to the Lord. We don't always hear the results of our work so often, but it's just wonderful to meet people, and sometimes a number of years after them they say, ah, I've come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. I remember speaking to you a few years ago, and so we just know that it's the only message in the world that gives a hope, not only in this life, but, but the life in the world to come. Absolutely. So, we're so John, if there's anything you would like to ask or say in the final minute of this interview, I want you to ask for it now or speak it now. Yeah. Well, I would just love for any Christians that are listening, do, do pray for us in Cumbria. Pray for the work that the Lord would give us wisdom and the strength to be able to share this message. And I would say to many of the Christians who are listening, share your faith. It's a wonderful message. Go out there to your own community and share Jesus with them. And for those of you who are not Christians, there is that wonderful message, isn't there, that 
really brought me to know the Lord Jesus. In John 3, when the Lord Jesus said, you must be born again. And that is one of the, the, the only musts in life that will affect you for time and eternity. And what a wonderful change it will bring to anyone's life to be born again, born into God's family. That must be, it's a wonderful thing to be born into an earthly family, into yes. earthly parents and family. Mm-hmm. But it's a more amazing thing to be born again and to be part of God's family. Brother John Hearn, thank you so, so much. What a, an amazing testimony and amazing grace of God. And I thank you for giving us of your time. The Lord bless you in your ministry, John. Thank you. Thank you, Eric.